Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin Lahul Hamdul Hasan Wassanaul Yameen Wa Ashadu An La Ilaha Illa Allah Wahdahu La Sharika Lah Wa Ashadu Anna Sayyidina Wa Nabiyyana Muhammad Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Tabi'ina Lahum Bihsanin Ila Yawm Al-Din Amma Ba'ad Wa Inna Sharah An Explanation Of The Book An Nukaya And Specifically The Science علم التفسير. The author رحمه الله he spoke about النهاري والليلي. And today we're going to do the remaining بإذن الله الكريم of ما يتعلق بنزول القرآن that which is connected to the descending of the Quran. The author said, Rahimahullah, Al-Sayfi wa Shita'i, Al-Awwal Ayat Al-Kalala, Wal-Thani Kal-Ayat Al-Ashri Fi Surat Al-Bara'ah, Wal-Thani Al-Ayat Al-Ashri Fi Bara'at Aisha, Al-Firashi Ka-Ayat Al-Thalathat Al-Ladina Qulifu, Wal-Hakm Bihi Ma Nazala Wa Waqa'ihun, Ka-Surat Al-Kawthari, Asbab Al-Nuzuli, وفيه تصانيف وما روي فيه عن صحابي فمرفوع فإن كان بلا سند فمنقطع أو تابعي فمرسل وصح فيه أشياء كقصة الإفك والسعي وآية الحجاب والصلاة خلف المقام وعسى ربه إن طلقكن أن يبدله أزواجا أن يبدله أزواجا خيرا منكن مسلمات مؤمنات قانتات تائبات قانتات تائبات عابدات سائحات تيبات وبكارا الآية أول ما نزل الأصح أنه قرأ باسم ربك الذي خلق ثم المدثر وبالمدينة ويل للمطففين وقيل البقرة آخر ما نزل قيل آية الكلالة وقيل آية الربا وقيل واتقوا يوما ترجعون فيه إلى الله الآية وقيل سورة النص وقيل براءة انتهى ذؤوث رحمه رحمه الله he goes into الصيفي والشتائي the author goes into الصيفي والشتائي الصيفي والشتائي again صيفي means what in Arabic, you all know what Saifi means, right? Saif. And Ashita'i means uh, winter. So, summer and winter. The Quran that came down in these particular times. In this area, the author only spoke about one issue. He only spoke about one issue in this chapter. And that is, he only mentioned the list of the verses that came down or the Quran that came down uh, in summer 
and that which came down in winter. Okay, that's all he did. He only mentioned one issue here, and that is to list uh, the Quran that came down summer and the Quran that came down winter. He only listed it and he gave us the amount that they are. So what does Saifi mean? Saifi means ما نزل من القرآن في الصيف It is the Quran that came down in winter. الشتائي is ما نزل منه في الشتائي and shitai is that which came down in winter. So we have these two categories, summer and winter. Question here is, are the seasons only these two? We know we have two other seasons and they are, what are the other two seasons that we have? So we have spring and we have, we have spring and we have autumn, okay? or fall, whatever you want to call it. Those are the two that are extra. The Arabs, what they do is, they generalize with winter. They, they bring with winter. What do they bring with winter? Yeah, autumn will go with winter. And spring will go with what? Summer, and that's how they mean it. So anything that came down on spring, it means it's summer. For them and anything that came down in autumn or fall is considered winter as well are we all together because there is no precise accurate distinguishing between which one came down on these four different so what they did is they mentioned only two of it does that make sense what are the ayats that came down in summer what is the ayah that came down in summer? Ayah 176 in Surah An-Nisa. Ayah 176 in Surah An-Nisa. It came down in summer. This is called Ayatul Kalala. It's referred to as what? Ayatul Kalala. Allah says, "Yastaftunaka qulillahu yuftikum fil kalala." This ayah is called Ayah Sayfiyyah. Ayah 176, Surah Al-Nisa. It's a summer verse. Came down in summer. And the evidence that it came down in summer is in Bukhari and Muslim. What does the word Al-Kalala mean? Because I said Ayatul Kalala, right? And the ayah says, يَسْتَفْتُونَكَ قُلِ اللَّهُ يُفْتِيكُمْ فِي الْكَلَالَ Kalala is the inheriting of the one who has no parents and no children. What's his inheritance? He has no parents and he also doesn't have a child. The ayah mentions that. And that's why Al-Allama Muhammad Al-Amin Al-Shanqitiyu he mentioned two lines of poetry. I don't know, is it his own poetry? It took me hours to find it. But is it his own poetry or is it a poetry that he got from another scholar because he didn't ascribe it to the person who said it. He said, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْكَلَالَةِ هِيَنْقِطَعُ النَّسْلِ لَا مَحَالَةِ 
which in summary means that kalala is when a person doesn't have a walid, a parent, and he doesn't have a, a child. What about winter? What came down in winter? The 10 verses regarding our mother Aisha. Aisha was falsely, falsely. She was accused of something that she did not do. And Allah Ta'ala, He sent ayat, verses that would be recited. There are, there are 10 verses that came down that will be recited until the Day of Judgment. That our mother Aisha was freed from this false allegation that she committed zina. And Allah Ta'ala freed her from this allegation, this false allegation. And these 10 verses are called and they're referred to as Al-Ayatul um, Ashar. The ten verses that came down freeing our mother Aisha from the false allegation. And it starts with those who came with the false allegation. And the word ifki means al-buhtan, false allegation. Uh, and our mother Aisha, her humbleness and her humility she said I knew Allah was going to free my name from this false allegation Aisha said I knew that I knew Allah will not watch me suffer like this but she said I never thought that me being freed from this allegation would mean verses will come down in the Quran defending my honor I never thought that would happen I mean, I never thought Allah would do that for me, subhanahu wa ta'ala. I never thought I'm worthy of that. Radiallahu ta'ala anha. But I knew Allah would free me from this false allegation that has been trying, that's been connected to me. May Allah honor her. Radiallahu ta'ala and be pleased with her. So these 10 verses, it came down when? It came down according to Jalaluddin al-Suyuti. It came down in winter. And the way that he... They're trying to say it came down in winter is because the hadith, of course, in its lengthy wording, it's found in Sahih Muslim. In Sahih Muslim, the hadith is very long. In there, it mentions when the revelation came, the Prophet was sweating even though it was winter. That's where they're trying to get it from. Are we all together? So, but me, I don't agree that it came down in winter after my look and observation, but I will leave it for that for now. It doesn't seem like it was winter, but we won't go into that right now and that discussion at the moment. So these are the two verses that the author rahimahullah provided for, provided for both the summer and the, and the winter. Now this, brothers, brings us to something that we should really appreciate and that is how accurate this deen is. And we have timings that the Quran came down, situations that the Prophet was والسلام, In other words, our sources, our 
main two sources, the Quran and the Sunnah, we have a connection to it, we were connected to it. Is that the same for the Bible? Do they have that? Was the Bible even written by Jesus or Isa ibn Maryam? That has anything to... So it was made after him. And this is a point Ibn Hazm rahimahullah pointed out. That he said, there's no nation on the face of this earth that has a chain to their sources like we Muslims do. All the others, their chains are disconnected. It's broken. Someone's missing from it. Rather, generations of people are missing. Hundreds of people, a generation, a century is missing. Hundred years is missing, some of them. But you don't just have the verse, but you know the way it came down on the Prophet. And if he sweated, on what situation he was, where he was, you have all of that. The author now goes into Al-Firashiyu. Now, oh sorry, the ayah that came down on uh, Inna Ladina Jaw. It's, it's the next page. I think it's ayah 11. If anyone can verify, Inna Ladina Jaw Ubil Ifki Usbah. It's ayah 11, and you just count 20 verse, 10 verses from there, which is 20, 21. Inna Ladina Jaw Ubil Ifki Usbah to Minkum is ayah 11. Yeah? It's Ayah 11, Surah Al-Nur, Surah Al-Nur, second page Surah Al-Nur. It's the beginning of the second page, it starts from that Ayah. And it's 11, 11th Ayah, صح? 11th, and until the, 20, until the 21st Ayah. Until the what? 21st Ayah. These are the 10 Ayats that came down, which the scholar, Rahimullah, is saying that it's a, it's a winter verse. Now we're going to go into another one called Al-Firashiyu. Al-Firashiyu. What is Al-Firashiyu? Firashiyu is that which came down on the Prophet ﷺ while he was sleeping. Or while he was on his bed. Here the author rahimahullah mentions two things in this chapter. Al-Firashiyu. And the, f- the first thing that he mentions is, he, of course, he mentions a number of verses that came down on the Prophet ﷺ while the Prophet was sleeping. Okay, and we will discuss this inshaAllah ta'ala in more details. bari And the second one is, the author rahimahullah, he points out some issues that can be connected to the topic at hand. Some issues that have a relationship with this point. Things that can also be connected to this issue. And I'll, you'll see what I mean by that. So what does Al-Firashiyu mean? Write this down. Al-Firashiyu means مَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ It is the Qur'an that came down on the Prophet Whilst on his bed. Firash is bed, right? It's where you lie down on. Whether the Prophet was sleeping or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whether the Prophet is sleeping or whether he's not, it doesn't matter. It is what came down whilst the Prophet was lying on his bed. I repeat, Al Firashiyu means. The Qur'an that came down on the Prophet ﷺ whilst on his bed. 
or his place of sleep where he slept on. Sawa'un kana na'iman, whether he was sleeping or he was awake. The word firash in the Arabic language, if you ponder over it, it is used for julusi a place where you sit on. The Arabs they call it firash. And they also call it firash what? Where you sleep on. But here it means the place where the Prophet has slept on. The author, Rahimahullah, he mentioned a firashiyu. He mentioned a firashi, meaning a Quran that came down in the Prophet while he was lying down. And that is the ayah in Surah Tawbah. It's ayah 118. وَعَلَى الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا وَعَلَى الثَّلَاثَةِ الَّذِينَ خُلِّفُوا This came down whilst Nabiullah Muhammad was on his firash fi bayti Umm Salama in the house of our mother Umm Salama. I repeat, this ayah is in Surah At-Tawbah, ayah 118, right? 100 and 118, Surah At-Tawbah. It's the verse that we mentioned before, the three men that stayed back from the battle of Tabuk. It came down on the Prophet ﷺ, while he was on his bed, fi bayti Umm Salama. In the house of who? Umm Salama. Umm Salama is who? Who is Umm Salama? The wife of the? Jameel. Who knows the name of Umm Salama? Who knows, who knows her name? Umm Salama is a kunya. Put your hand up if you know her name. Just put your hand up if you know Umm Salama. The wife of Nabiullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nothing big. Huh? What's her name? Anyone else can try? Her name is Hind, Sahih. The wife of Umm Salama, her name is Hind. That's her name. Salama is her son's name. She and her husband used to be called Abu Salama and what? Umm Salama. Okay, brothers, this is whose wife? The man we love more than ourselves and our children and our parents. Maybe like Muhammad. His wife's name, Umm Salama, is what? Hind. You need to know that, brothers. It's necessary. You should know that before your own name and the name of your children. If the Prophet means a lot to you and you admire him, you should know his life. You should know his wives. You should know his children. Umm Salama's house is where the Prophet was when this verse came down and he was on his bed. That's the first point. The author only brought one verse. 118, Surah al that came down whilst the Prophet was lying on his bed. So we've mentioned the verse. That's mainly the point that we want to have the second point that i want to go into is the author rahimahullah mentioned 
something which is called mulhaq, something which is followed up with this, which is the Qur'an coming down on the Prophet ﷺ whilst he was sleeping. A discussion. This is point number two. A point that we want to mention is that can the Qur'an come down on the Prophet ﷺ while he's sleeping? Okay, hey. The Quran coming down on the Prophet Ali while he's sleeping. Yeah? The Mu'awwidatain came on the Prophet while he was sleeping. What else? The scholars they have the Mu'awwidatain was said to be sent before. What else? Surah Al-Kawthar was sent down on the Prophet while he was sleeping. Hmm. That which seems apparent and the strongest opinion is no Quran came down on the Prophet while he was sleeping. Yes, the Prophet would receive a dream and that dream would be a revelation, but not Quran. There's a difference between the Prophet receiving revelation in what he needs to do and what, and what is Quran. The Quran only came down on the Prophet while he was awake. The reason is because Allah said in the Quran, فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فَاتَّبِعْ قُرْآنَ If we send down on you the Quran, Muhammad, follow it. And a na'im cannot follow it. Person sleeping cannot follow. Meaning follow what's being said to you. Be, mean be alert in what is being recited on you. And this is in the context of لَا تُحَرِّكْ بِهِ لِسَانَكَ لِتَعْجَلَ بِهِ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا جَمْعَهُ وَقُرْآنَ فَإِذَا قَرَأْنَاهُ فاتبع قرآن ثم إن علينا بيانة so when we recite the Qur'an on you, Muhammad, follow the recitation. Surah Al-Qiyamah, Ayah 18. Ayah 18 in Surah Al-Qiyamah, Allah instructed and commanded the Prophet ﷺ to follow, the, to follow the Qur'an and to be awake. So this Surah Al-Kawthar coming down while the Prophet ﷺ was sleeping, it's not apparent in the revelation, the, the hadiths. It doesn't say that it came down on the Prophet ﷺ while he was sleeping. Because the narration says, the Prophet said, Unzilat suratun. Just a little bit before a surah was sent down on me. And of course, this was uh, at night time. So some people said he was sleeping. And this doesn't necessarily mean it. Because it came down at night time, that the Prophet was sleeping. Are we all together? And the Qur'an came down on the Prophet ﷺ in the best form. And someone who's sleeping is not in the best form. Are we all together? Anyways, uh, Ibn al-Qayyim has a discussion uh, in this whole issue. But we do say prophets have, dream, they have dreams and their dreams is what? It's, their dream is revelation. We believe that. That prophets, they have dreams and their dreams are revelation. Ibn al-Qayyim wrote an ijma' on that. But Quran never came down on a prophet, the Prophet ﷺ while he was sleeping. So that issue, there's that disagreement on it, inshallah. We are more inclined to this, that issue. Now we're going to move on to, inshallah, the authors of the opinion that he came down whilst the Prophet was sleeping. He was saying he was sleeping. And as I said, there's differences on this issue. So there's that khilaf. 
So he takes that opinion that it is. Like in Alam ibn al-Qayyim, uh, ibn al-Qayyim, Bulqini, in his kitab Mawaka' al-Ulum, he takes the opinion that he didn't. And when you look at both views, you see, you see that this one is more stronger. Now we're going to move on to who remembers how many points that we said are under the first chapter? The first chapter. 12. Remember, in the first chapter, we said we're going to take how many points? 12. How many? Uh, 12. How much have we, have we taken so far? We've taken? Nine. Yeah, Ikhwa. We've taken nine. We're now going to move on to the tenth. Should we count the nine together? Okay, what was the Mekki? That's one. Madani is two. Hadari is three. Safari is four. Layli and Nahari. Farashi, another. Huh? I mentioned Shafi and Shitai. Yeah, Shafi and Shitai. We've got nine. Those are the nine, right? Those nine we've taken. We're now going to move on to the tenth, which is Asbabun Nuzul. Sah? Sah? Asbabun Nuzul. We're going to now go into Asbabun Nuzul, and then we're going to go into Awwalu Manazala and Akhiru Manazala, and we finish all of it, inshallah. Asbabun Nuzul. The author, Rahimahullah, he mentions four things regarding Asbabun Nuzul. Write this down. Four things. And this is going to be a bit tricky, but pay attention with me because this is more important than that which we kind of mentioned before. Makki and Madani and this one are the most important ones that we've taken so far. Scholars generally, they don't talk about Al-Hadari and Safari, Al-Layli and Nahari, Al-Firashi, Al-Sayfi and Al-Shitai. It's not mentioned like that in books of Tafsir. This is cherry on the cake. The ones that you need to focus on is Mecca and Medini because it's connected to abrogation and not being abrogated. Sahih. There's a, there's a benefit that comes from it. And this one right now, which is Asbab al which is the Quran descending and coming down. Okay. I just want to ask a question. The Quran coming down is called what? When, when there's a reason it comes down for. What's it called? I just said it now. So good. Everyone pay attention to this. So the Quran coming down. Uh, for a reason, it's called what? Okay, what about the hadith? When the hadith comes down or the hadith discusses an outstanding situation, a reason, it's called Asbab al Okay? Asbab al-Nuzul is the Quran and Asbab al is the hadith okay al-wurud means the hadith discussing an issue that's outstanding but the quran is asbab al-nuzul because the quran comes down and the word wurud means because the prophet is with them so he's just he's on the earth with them and so it is hadith is called asbab al-wurud and asbab al-nuzul okay this is for the quran and this is for the hadith are we all together? Now we're going to go into the Asbab al-Nuzul that the author, Rahimullah, spoke about. He mentioned four points. 
the author mentioned four points. The first point is so asbabun is all right. The first one that the author rahimahullah mentioned is Okay, the first point that the author speaks about is he speaks about books that have been written regarding, of asba- regarding Asbab al-Nuzul. So the first point is Ifradu Asbab al-Nuzul bit-Tasnif. Books that have been written on Asbab al-Nuzul. He mentions that point number one. Suyuti, he goes into Asbab al-Nuzul now and the first point that he mentions is Books that have been written in Asbab al-Nuzul. Okay? And we'll mention those books inshaAllah ta'ala. The second point is Al-I'lam Point number two, he mentions the way to know Asbab al-Nuzul is through narrations. In other words, Asbab al-Nuzul is not known through independent reasoning. Ijtihad, no. Someone can't look at the Quran and say, mm, I think this verse came down in this issue. No. It's all taken from the Sahabas, and we will look at the Tabi'in whether we take it from them or not. Asbabun Nuzul is what? And Naqlul Mahd. Just text. Suyuti mentions that, and we'll discuss that inshallah. Number three Aqsamul Marwiyati fi Asbabun Nuzul. The types of narrations in Asbab al-Nuzul. So the second, third one is types of narrations in Asbab al-Nuzul. The types of narrations. 
Suyuti mentions that. Aqsamul marwiyat fi asbab nuzul. The fourth is some verses that have authentically been transmitted to us. There's asbab nuzul. The authentic asbab nuzul of particular verses. The author here mentions the asbab nuzul of particular verses. He gives us ayat that have some nuzul. I repeat one more time. The first one is ifradu asbab nuzul bitasnif. Books that have been written in asbab nuzul. Is everyone with me? Let me mention some of the books that have been written uh, in asbab nuzul. Write, number, write this down. If, can you wrap two, three, and four for me, please? Inshallah ta'ala. Barakallah fi. May Allah honor you. Just, yep. Jazakallah khairan. Sorry for those who haven't written it. Have you all written it? So, if you have written it in Arabic, good, even better. If not, in English. Write it down now. Books that have been written in Asbab al-Nuzul. I'm going to mention some books, inshallah ta'ala. And I'm going to mention some of the values of these books. So Asbab al-Nuzul. By Al-Hafiz Ali ibn al-Madini. The second one is Asbab al-Nuzul by Al-Wahidi and Kitab al-Ujab Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani باب النقول باي السيوطي last but not least الصحيح المسند من أسباب النزول باي العلامة المحدث الشيخ مقبل ابن هادي الوادعي These are the some of the books that have been written it in أسباب النزول The first book that was written in Asbab al-Nuzul, specifically the first book is this one. Asbab al-Nuzul by Ali ibn al-Madini. 
It's written by who? Written by Ali ibn al-Madini. Ali ibn al-Madini is number one, the man that Imam al-Bukhari said, مَسْتَصْغَرْتُ نَفْسِي أَمَامَ أَحَدٍ Bukhari said, I never belittled myself in the presence of anyone only Ali ibn al-Madini. And Imam al-Bukhari said, there was no one who when I stood in front of them I felt little except Ali ibn al-Madini. Who said this? <laughs> Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah. That's who Ali ibn al-Madini is. He is the teacher of Imam al-Bukhari. And he's the friend, the close friend of Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal. Are we all together? So Ali ibn al-Madini, he was the first, rahimahullah, that we have today. The earliest book that we have in Asbab al-Nuzul is his one. The famous one like him. The second book is the most famous one. And it's, it's, it's even in the English language as well. The second one. It is Asbab al-Nuzul by Al-Wahidi. That's the most famous one. Okay. The best of them is the Ujab. Ibn Hajr al-Asqalani. That's the best. The reason why I say that is because this man has the knowledge of hadith, Ibn Hajar, and he's grounded in it. So this book has a unique thing in it. And the reason why I say that his one is better, even than Ali ibn Medina, is because when you're the first one to write, you always leave something. That the person who comes after you can always add on to it. Are we all together? Especially when the science or that particular chapter is evolving you always leave room for the people to come after the scholars they say how much have the early people left for the late people who thought after Ibn Jarir al-Tabri done tafsir of the Quran and Ibn Kathir done tafsir of the Quran that we would have to find someone's tafsir to read today Muhammad al-Amin al-Shanqiyatiyu came and he done tafsir you're like wow I didn't think I had to go for a tafsir after Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir, Ibn Abi Hatim, the great Imams. But he came, Muhammad Amin Shaqiti, he did tafsir of the Quran, he came with unique things. And then Shaykh Al Alam Abdurrahman Nasir Saudi came and he added tafsir, Allahu Akbar. And then Shaykh Muhammad Musa al Uthaymin came and he did tafsir of the Quran and it was what? Something else. So the point is, the people, the early people, they've left a lot for the people to come after to do as well. And the scholars, they say that. The point is, Ali ibn al-Madini, he wrote it, when he wrote in the, when he wrote this science, Asbab al-Nuzul, Al-Wahidi came, Wahidi's book, Fi akhta' kathira, there are many things that are wrong, many things that are right, akhdu wa rad, lakin ibn Hajar nakkah, he worked on it very good, it's very nice, and I like his one the most, and I think it's the best, wal-ilmu indallah, knowledge is with Allah. The Lubab al-Nuqul by Suyuti is very good as well. The Lubab by Suyuti is very good. If you look at Itmam al-Diraya by Suyuti, which is a sharah of this kitab, Nuqaya, he mentions that he has a Muswadda. A Muswadda is a manuscript of the kitab Asbab al-Nuzul. And I don't know, does he mean this one? Or does he mean that he was writing another one, a bigger version? Allahu A'lam. But anyways, we have this one, and it's very good. I will encourage you all to buy each and every one of them. They bring some unique things in there. 
And then, of course, the great scholar, the muhaddith, Shaykh Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i, he came and he focused on that which is authentic. Bis. Shaykh Muqbil wrote, As-Sahih al-Musnad min asbab al-Nuzul. And he got rid of the weak ones and he only bought what is Sahih. And he's one, I believe it's the most concise, to the point, one. Meaning a student of knowledge wants to quickly read into the science, they should start with uh, the one written by Sheikh Muqbil. The reason is because it is min musannafat, the most summarized to the point and it benefits everyone. Whether you're a student of knowledge, whether you're from the general mass, you just go there, you check. What's the reason for this ayah? That's all. It's there, uh, Shaykh Mughbil. He doesn't discuss it in more details and this and that. Just what is authentic? Rahimahullah. So anyways, those are the books that are written. And the book fair is around the corner. So if you want to buy these books, try to, inshallah. Point number two now. Um, we're now going to do go into the second point but before I move on does anyone everyone understand that first point is it understood ha huh. Yeah, the question is very clear. It is a very important question, which is, if the Salaf have done tafsir of the Qur'an, correct me if I'm wrong, if the Salaf have done tafsir of the Qur'an and they commented on the Qur'an and they've mentioned the narrations and matters regarding this verse, what could possibly be added by someone who came after? What could they possibly bring to tafsir that method in Ibn Jarir al-Tabari or Ibn Kathir or the Baghawi or the hundreds of scholars who've come what could they possibly add to it? Many things. Number one, to strengthen between their opinions and which one is more accurate. Because within themselves, they differ. One may say something and the other one may say something else. And so the person sees this one and they think this is strong. And they may see this one and they might think this is strong. And so to have the ability to say this is stronger than this one, itself requires a contemporary scholar. That's one. That's a good point. Adding on to what Abdullah Mus'ud said. Point number two. Point number two. So first of all, reconcile between these opinions. Point number two. The ulama, they need to authenticate what is attributed to these people. What is what? 
attributed. Abdullah Mas'ud might say the commentary of this verse is this. Ibn Jirir al-Tabari never saw it in his. And so he just took an opinion. And so we found an, an authentic chain that Ibn Jarir didn't stand over that we have now. And we say this is weak, this is stronger. Are we all together? Number three, it is some of the verses they need contemporary applications sometimes. What do they require? That contemporary application, meaning that verse to be applied to the people's work and their situations because the Quran is something that relates to our day, every day-to-day life. It was sent for our solutions, our problems to be solved and harmony and good to be brought to us. That's what the Quran is there for. And so these ulama, not the general mass, not the YouTubers, not the social media, uh, I don't want to use freaks. Them taking that verse and applying on an issue that happened in this country and that country, no. These jahabida who've accumulated sciences after sciences. Like for example, Al-Allama Muhammad Amin Shankiyatiyu came to the ayah of Allah when he created Iblis. And what did Iblis say? I just want to show you something. I was shocked when I read this. Iblis said to Adam about Adam, I'm better than Adam. Allah created me from fire and created Adam from what? Clay. Iblis was the first person to ever do Qiyas. Ibn Hazm said, Qiyas is batil, we should never do it in our religion. Do you get it? Awwalu man Iblis. Iblis than Qiyas. He said, look, which one is better? Iblis is right in the statement that he said fire is better than what? Clay. The two S's when you look at it, fire is better than clay. But then what did he do after that? Because of that, it means that I am better than Adam and his offspring and everything. Ibn Hazm said, Qiyas is the first thing whoever, the first person who ever done Qiyas is Iblis. And so to do Qiyas in the religion is batil and he rejected it. Are we all together? And who came? <laughs> Ibn Hazm came after Ibn Jarir al-Tabari and all of those Imams. Are we all together? So who's going to respond to him? It has to be a person who came after him to respond to him and say, no, the Qiyas is two types. There's Qiyasun which is Batilun and there's Qiyasun which is Sahihun and the Qiyas which is Batil, these are the things that it has and the Qiyas which is Sahih, these are the things that it has. Do you see my point? Which brings me to another point which is there are going to come people that will do tafsir of the Quran based on their desires. So if there's not a contemporary scholar that explains that verse, someone will come and turn that verse in favor of his own whims and desires and so the job of that scholar is to do what? It's to bring it back to its correct uh, path. So, new person can do tafsir today. A new person. But again, the person who's doing tafsir brothers cannot come with something never ever said like, whoa. Like for example, when 9-11 happened, Someone said, Allah mentioned it in the Qur'an. I want to show you. This is someone, people, they said, we do tafsir of the Qur'an. 9-11 happened in the Qur'an. How do you know? <laughs> they said, Surah to Tawbah. What Surah is that? It's the ninth Surah. Are we all together? What chapter is it? It's the 11th chapter. You see? The flaws of the Tin Towers was how much? I think 101 or something like that. One, I remember exactly. Huh? Go to the ayah. 
their constructions and buildings will not ruin it. There's an ayah in the Quran like that. They said, you see, Allah was telling us a long time ago. That type of tafsir is batilun ma'anzal Allah bihamdi sultan. You see that? So they, some people say those are the, that's taking the Quran and applying it in our contemporary situation. And there it is. This is playing around with the Quran. This is what? It's playing with the what? It is playing with the Quran. This is not the type of tafsir we're referring. We're referring to who? Anyways, the author, rahimahullah, I hope that answers the question. We move on to the next point, which is Mas'alat al-Thaniyah. Al-I'lam. Is to, this is an announcement. It's a, it's a notification to inform you that Asbab al-Nuzul is taken from what? The way to identify it is Asbab al-Nuzul. Is Huwa um, al it's through transmission. Al-Mahd. In other words, فَلَا طَرِيقَ إِلَى مَعْرِفَاتِ أَسْبَابِ النُّزُولِ إِلَّا بِالنَّقْلِ That's a qa'ida. You need to memorize that. فَلَا طَرِيقَ إِلَى مَعْرِفَةِ أَسْبَابِ النُّزُولِ إِلَّا بِالنَّقْلِ There's no way to know the asbab al-nuzul except through a transmission, a narration that states the sabab al-nuzul. The reason is because sabab al-nuzul is about this verse came down regarding this situation. But none of us was there to see it happen. So we can't do independent reasoning. Someone who saw it come down in that situation has to inform us. Sahih. وَلِذَلِكَ The Shaykh of Suyuti, Al-Kafiji, rahimahullah. Al-Kafiji is what? Al-Kafiji is the teacher of who? Suyuti. He brought a consensus. Ijma. There's no difference of opinion. That the Asbab al-Nuzul, it's brought through a naql Okay? And there's no other way to know it. That's point number two. We're now going to move on point to point number three. Does everyone, does everyone understand that? Kafiji said in his kitab at Taysir, he said, Ajma'u ala anna takalluma fihi la yajuzu biduni sama'i wal mushahada. You are not allowed to say that this is the sababu nuzul of this ayah unless you have two things. There's a narration you have to you. Or you were there to see it. So we weren't there to see it happen when the revelations were coming down. So we have to refer back to what? Abu Bakr said this, Umar said this, and etc. Kafiji rahimahullah, he brought that jama'ah, that consensus. No, we're going to go to it. We're going to come to that point. Does every single verse have some nuzul? It's the next point we're going to talk about. Now we're going to move on to the third point. Please. Okay.
Okay. Now we're going to move on to point number three, which is aqsam. Types of what? Types of narrations that have been transmitted to us in Asbab al-Nuzul. Didn't I just say right now that there's no way to affirm Asbab al-Nuzul except through what? Narration, right? Now I'm going to tell you the types of narrations there are. Suyuti mentioned three, but I will eliminate one because it's not uh, what we need to know. But I'll mention the three Suyuti mentioned. Suyuti mentioned three. Ma yurwa sahabi That which is transmitted from a companion. The second he mentioned is ma yakunu senet. That which is transmitted without a chain. And the third one is ma yurwa tabi'i He mentions these three. That which is transmitted from a companion, that which is mentioned but has no chain for it, we don't have a chain for it, and the third one is that which is transmitted from a tabi'i. A tabi'i said that the reason of this ayah is this. He mentioned the sabab al-nuzul is this. Tabi'i. He never saw the Prophet, nor did he see the eye come down. We'll talk about that. This one is not a... Marwiyat, it hasn't, it hasn't got a chain, so it's not a narration. Eliminate this one. You can only claim to have a narration in this one and this one. Okay, those are the two narrations. The other one is not a narration. The second one, Suyuti mentioned it, that's why I'm mentioning it. Lakin in the when we go into it, it's only makan anis sahabi, that which is transmitted from a companion, or that which is transmitted from a, a tabi'i. Very good. Okay, question here. That which is narrated from a Sahabi is accepted. Of course, the Sahabi saw it. He told us about it. We will accept it. And there's no difference of opinion on that. That the Sabah Nuzul of the Sahabi is taken, taken into consideration. And it's also given what? Wait. The Sahabi, right? The question here is, so the first one is Sahabi, right? If a Sahabi says, this ayah came down regarding this, do we accept it? We take it. We take, we take it. And the way that a Sahabi can narrate it is in three ways. The wordings that he uses. The wording of the Sahabi when he's transmitting a sabab al-nuzul is in three ways. Number one. Sabab al-nuzul kada wa kada. He says, sababu nuzul kada wa kada. He uses that word. He says the sabab nuzul is this, this, this. Kada wa kada means this, this, this. 
That's the first. That's the first way that the Sahabi would say it. Or he would say, "Kana kada wa kada." So and so happened. Fanazala qawluhu ta'ala. And he says the verse of Allah came down. So and so happened, and the verse of Allah came down. The third one is. Nazalat. <coughs> هذه الآية نزلت هذه الآية في كذا وكذا Okay, we have three now We have three different wordings Again, English translation is not avoided Just memorize the wordings Because it's connected to the wording here, right? سَبَبُ نُزُورِ كَذَا وَكَذَا The second one is كَانَ كَذَا وَكَذَا فَنَزَلَ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى And the third one is نَزَلَتْ هَذِي الْآيَةِ فِي كَذَا وَكَذَا Memorize the weddings and I'll tell you what the levels of each one is. The first one is it's called صريح direct. That first one is it's explicit. It's clear. That the Sahabi is categorically and explicitly stating that this verse came down regarding this. That the Sabah Nuzul is this. Clearly and categorically. Explicitly. Broad daylight. The second one is Zahir. Zahirun means it's apparent. But there's a possibility as well. But it's apparent. It's not explicit, it's apparent. That's what seems apparent. Okay. And the third one is ambiguous. The third one is ambiguous, vague. The third one is mujmal. The th first one was sarih. Meaning, when we say sarih, meaning nas, it's explicit. The second one is zahir, it's apparent. It seems so. There's a possibility. And the third one is minbabil mujmal. It's vague and it's ambiguous, the third type. Okay. The first two. The first two. What was the first one? Clear and explicit, right? And the second one is apparent, right? Both of them are given the weight of a hadith which is marfu'. You all know what a hadith marfu' means, right? A hadith that's attributed to the Prophet. The first two, it's hukm rafi. It is, it is giving hukm rafi. And what's rafi mean? It's any hadith that you see that's attributed to the Prophet. Like when a Sahabi says, "I heard the Prophet say, that every action is what is intended from it.' That's a hadith which is marfu'." Meaning a sahabi attributed this to the Prophet. This two, first two, they are the same as a what? Hadith which is marfu. 
because it's the same companion that told you the Prophet said this is the same companion that's telling you that this verse came down regarding this are we all together brothers and sisters the scholars here are in unanimous agreement that the first two are marfu'u hukman mawkufu lafzan it's marfu' there is a consensus there's no difference of opinion that's what Iraqi says in his kitab it is the first two the third type which is the one which is ambiguous it's not clear it's what's the situation with it regarding that there's a khilaf it's not agreed upon is it marfu' or is it not there is a difference of opinion Bukhari and Muslim they consider it to be marfu' are we all together? Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim they both consider the asbab al-nuzul that seems vague from a companion to be marfu' you all know what I mean by marfu' right? it's like innamal amal biniyat a hadith that a companion attributes to the Prophet that's what they consider it as for Al-Imam Ahmed does not Imam Ahmed doesn't believe that he doesn't put it under there if you go to the Zarkashi in his Kitab Al-Burhan Zarkashi in his Kitab Al-Burhan he actually says that Al-Imam Muslim he is not also of the opinion that it's marfu' and I just said to you Bukhari and Muslim both consider it to be marfu' and Imam Ahmed doesn't Zarkashi's argument is very weak because if you go to Sahih Muslim Kitab al-Tafsir you find that he takes those the third type as marfu' anyone who reads Sahih Muslim will see that now no okay let's look at the first one the reason of revelation is this so he told you this is Salih. there's no ambiguity here he said this happened and the verse of Allah came down okay but did he come down from this possibility yeah Sahabi is saying this thing happened and Allah's statement came down did Allah's statement come down regarding this issue or did it come down for something else but the first one he said it came down no it's not the Quran was coming down very often and people's lives were having situations for example the Sahabas were doing things in their personal life and they were mentioned an ayah came down they don't even mean by it that this is referring to this sometimes sometimes they do mean it some scholars they said the fact that the Sahabi mentioned it and this is the strongest and that's why you're saying that it is because there's no difference of opinion is that they're saying the fact that the Sahabi mentioned an event and he mentioned it coming down an ayah it's only seven nuzul we say you're right but that's not as strong as the first one you can see the difference first one is Sahabi saying it came down regarding this issue 
and the second one is saying this event happened and the ayah came down. So that's why I said it's zahir, it's apparent that it seems that way as you see it, but you can't say it's explicit. Like you can say for the first, true or false? Do you see the first and second to be saying? Okay, let, yeah, they seem the same. Like for example, the Sahabi Hadith Jabir radiallahu anhu, he said, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, we used to do azl, which is courteous interruption, contraception. And the Quran used to come down. Are we all together? Here, Jabir ta'ala anhu is trying to say that the Quran affirmed our actions and it didn't object to it. This is and it's an affirmation for it. He mentioned an event and the Quran coming down. Are we all together? But a more explicit example, I can't remember off, off the memory, off the top of my head. But let me explain the difference. Okay, the first one, Sahabi is saying, this ayah came down specifically on this situation. So he takes the ayah, the Sahabi, and he places it on an event. That's the first situation. Okay? The second one is, this thing was happening and an ayah came down. The question here is, O Sahabi, the ayat were coming down and things were happening in people's lives every day. Did this verse come down regarding this or not? He hasn't said that yet. Are we all together? Am I making sense? No? Yes? But can, I just want to see, can you see the difference between the first and second? That's the, that subtleness makes this one explicit and makes this one apparent. You're right. It looks as though the Sahabi is saying, this is sabunuzul. That's why I'm saying it's apparent that this is what he means. And that's why Imam Muslim and the A'immat al-Kibar, they said that this is marfu', meaning we attribute it, like the Prophet statement. Like, نزلت هذه الآية في كذا وكذا. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. This one is saying, نزلت هذه الآية. This verse came down. Regarding this issue means anything. They, yeah, so for example, the ayah came down. For, for example, I can say, I see a brother drinking khamar right now. And I say, Akhi, this ayah came down regarding your situation. You see my point? It's not some nuzul of your, ayah, your situation. Meaning this ayah's ruling is in, present in what's in your, in your action. The action that you're doing, this ayah came down regarding it. The hook, the, uh, ha. The, the second, what do you mean? No, the third one I'm talking about. I'm saying to you, the third one, the Sahabi is talking about hukum, a ruling. Anyone who does an action, the Sahabi will say, Nazalat al ayah, this ayah came down regarding this issue. No, it didn't. It came down regarding another issue, but it's true that same issue and this issue are similar. Are we all together? But he didn't calm down on this particular issue. But because you have a trait of what the ayah came down from, he says to you, this is what it came down on. Are we all together? Because the Quran addresses not just that generation, but any generation to come later. Am I making sense? No? 
So this one is very vague. This is very vague, and they pushed it to the, to the side. The ulama. I'm going to mention the view that I strengthen, but these two, by consensus, they both are asbabun nuzul, and they both are marfu'ah. Those two. But they're not the same. We can't say they're the same. Because you said there's a subtle difference. That's what pushed this one level down and gave this one the. This third one, like in, it's ambiguous. It's unclear. If a Sahabi used that. And the reason why they say, the scholars say this is ambiguous is because they found many Sahabas who use this and it turned out not to be a what? Not to be a Sabah Muzul. This one. That's what pushed it even more to vague. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it coming down to the reason. It came down as that's, that's, that's the same issue of same ruling. Like it, uh, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, he took a better approach than my argument. My argument is the answer that's given by Jalaluddin Suwati. Like Ibn Taymiyyah said, it's nothing to do with the weddings. It's just that when we researched, we found that this was explicit. When we researched, we found that this one, they went, when they were saying it, there were times that they were meant this and there sometimes that we meant this. And then when we looked at this one, their usage, we realized that it was so... It was 50-50, the third one. Do you see it? Do, do, do you see my... Uh, am I making sense here? It's nothing to do with the meaning necessarily in it. It's to do with the usage of the Sahabas and their usage of these words. So the first time when we saw them use it, we found that they were always meaning sabab nuzul and we found no other meaning that they meant by it. The third one, when we saw them do it, we found that they were, they meant it sometimes, sometimes they didn't mean it. Even though the majority of times they meant it. The third one, on it, that was a 50-50 situation. And this comes from deduction. Are we all together? And not necessarily the meaning that is in it. No. One Sahabi. Huh? Ibn Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas used all three of them. If you go to Itmam al-Diraya, that's why I, never, I don't have the copy of the Itmam al-Diraya. But remind me next week to bring it, inshallah ta'ala, if I can be reminded to bring it next week. I'll give you a lot of examples of each one. Okay. I'll strengthen it by next week, inshallah ta'ala. That, that itself, Ibn Abbas said in two different forms. So it can't be used as an argument. We want to bring each one separately, independently that he used it for. That's the strongest way to bring it. Hey, let me just quickly finish these points. Number three, number four. Sorry, so we mentioned the Sahabi. What about the Tabi'i? We spoke about the Sahabi and whether it's attributed to him and how it is attributed. We said three ways. What about a tabi'i? And that which is transmitted from a tabi'i, is it accepted? There are differences of opinions, but I'm going to mention the strongest opinion. 
that whatever is attributed to a tabi'i is accepted when the two conditions are present. The asbab al-nuzul of a tabi'i is accepted with two conditions. Because tabi'i didn't see the, the occurrence of the situation. His one's accepted with two conditions. Um, The second, first one is the Mursal. Again, Mursal, we all know what it means, right? A Mursal is when a Sahabi speaks about the Prophet. Is it not? If the sorry, Tabi'i, Tabi'i. If a Tabi'i says, Qala Rasulullah, the Prophet said, we call that Mursal. The plural is Marasil. صح? A Tabi'i is the student of the companion. He never saw the Prophet. If he says that the Prophet said, what's that called? It's called the Mursal. The same is when a tabi'i says, this ayah came down regarding this, it's a mursal. He wasn't there that day. There's something missing from here. It's called mursal. The, so we call that hadith mursal. If you want to call it the narration of a tabi'i, you can. The narration of the tabi'i is accepted when they are more than one. Ta'adduk. There has to be multiple of them. Okay? So it has to be two tabi'i or more. It's accepted. Two tabi'i or more. The second condition is أن تختلف مخارجها أن تختلف مخارجها The second one is أن تختلف مخارجها Meaning, they can't all be from a tabi'i from Mecca Everybody tabi'i from Mecca, tabi'i from Iraq, tabi'i, they're different Okay, because it could all go to one source. We don't want that. <coughs> it, all, it has to be from different places. So, for example, a tabi'i from Mecca said this, and another one in Iraq said this. Okay. Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah and other great scholars, they said this is accepted, and it's, um, and it's also admired and taken into consideration. Um... I want to mention some benefit here, which is very important. Some of the scholars, when it comes to the narrations that come regarding tafsir, some scholars, when it comes to the narrations regarding tafsir, like the views that are attributed to uh, Mujahid ibn Jabrin and ibn Abbas and whatnot, what they say is, we have to check the narration and check the asanid, like they check the halal and the haram. Yeah? Like they check the halal and the haram. That's not accurate. According to scholars of knowledge, they don't do that when it comes to the marwiyat, the narrations in tafsir. The scholars are not staunch and tough on it the way that they are when it comes to halal and haram. Halal and haram, the scholars are very strong. They check its authenticity and whether it can be accepted or not. But when it comes to the narrations of tafsir, they make lina. And that's why we're saying the mursal of the tabi' is accepted. There's a bit of leniency there. Okay? The same when it comes to history. When we say history, we mean what? The seerah. The scholars are more delicate and soft in the narrations regarding the seerah. They're not as staunch as. He mentions he mentions that we will narrate issues in the Maghazi, the seerah, without verifying its chain of narration like that. Okay? 
So that's one thing to take into consideration. I'm going to now conclude with the last point, which is uh, the third point. No. Yeah, the third. We mentioned three right already. We're now going to move on to the fourth one, right? Fourth point. Huh? Yeah, it's the fourth point, right? This is number three. Ah, sahih. We're going to mention the fourth one, inshallah ta'ala. Okay. Now we're going to go into the fourth one for Asbab Nuzul that the author Rahimahullah mentioned, and that is Addu. Addu Ba'di Ma Saha Sabab Nuzulihi Min Al Quran. And the author mentioned four things here, inshallah ta'ala. Some of the authentically transmitted sabam nuzul. So, ayatul uh, ifki. Again. Which is in surah. Surah nur And ayah 11, right? It was 11, right? Inna ladhina ja'u bil ifki. And ayatul sa'i. Ayatul Sa'i, which is um, inside Surah Al-Baqarah, and number three, which is Ayatul Hijab, Surah Al-Hazab, 53. And the fourth one is As-Salatu Khalfa Maqam Ibrahim And that is Surah Al-Baqarah uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 125 Yeah? Ayah so, Ayatul Hijab. Ayatul Hijab, Surah Al Ahzab. So, number one is Ayatul Ifki fi Surah Al Nur. Inna ladina ja'u bil ifki usbatu minkum. We know the seven Nuzul, right? It came down regarding who? Aisha and the situation. We mentioned that. Number two, number three is Surah Al Baqarah. Inna Safa wal Marwata min Sha'airillah. Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 158. صح? It came down as, as, as it's narrated in Bukhari and Muslim on the authority of Aisha. She said that the Ansar, the people of Ansar, كانوا قبل الإسلام, before Islam, يهللون لمنات الطاغية. They used to do the, the talbiyah, 
and they would call out to who? Uh, Malat. Uh, and the ayah came down regarding them. Ayatul Hijab, it also came down. We mentioned Umar radiallahu anhu seen the Prophet's wife Soda, and then he said, Ya Rasulullah, why doesn't your wife not wear hijab and whatnot? And that's where it came. And the fourth one, which is As-Salatu Khalfa Maqam Ibrahim, praying behind Maqabu Ibrahim. And that came down regarding the hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari. Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, وَافَقْتُ رَبِّي بِثَلَاثٍ Three things. My Lord and I, were, we were together on the same thing. Umar is saying this. The first one is, وَاتَّخِذُ مِنْ مَقَامِ إِبْرَاهِيمَ مُصَلَّهِ Umar radiallahu anhu said, it's me. The second is Ayatul Hijab. Uh, we mentioned it. The Prophet's wives. Umar radiallahu said to the Prophet, وسلم, he said, Innani sa'aka. O Messenger of Allah, your wives, the transgressor, the criminal, and the righteous one, they talk to your wives. Tell them to wear hijab. Tell them to cover themselves up. And then Allah sent down what? Ayatul Hijab. So, Maqamu Ibrahim because of Umar, Ayatul Hijab because of Umar, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the Safa wal Marwa was the story Aisha mentioned, and Ayat, Ayatul Ifki was regarding Aisha's, uh, the false allegation regarding our mother Aisha. Those are called Sababu Nuzul, and those are which came regarding it. So go and read that book I mentioned to you all uh, by Sheikh Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i al-Sahih al-Musnad min asbab al-Nuzul and you find many more things. Answering the question that you put before which is there are less verses that have several Nuzul than those that don't. The Quran is two types when it comes to the Nuzul. The first one is ibtida'i and the second one is asbabi. Ibtida'i means it, it's initiated, it just have, Allah mentioned it. And other verses are what? Sababi. Sababi means it has a reason, a wisdom why it was sent down. And as for the ibtida'i, there's a wisdom of course of why it came down, but Allah wa ta'ala, He is the one who initiated it. Is that crystal clear? Ah. So here, when I said marfu'u hukman, mawqufu lafdan. Ha. Okay, very good. The, the scholars, they say, al-ibratu bi'umumi lafdi la bi khususi sabab. What do they mean by that? Okay, which is this statement. Al-ibratu bi'umum. Allah la bi khusus as-sabab Now the Quran came down as we mentioned it has sabab nuzul it came down because of reasons sah it came down because of reasons what do we do here now do we take the verse and say this is specific to Abu Bakr because it came down on him? 
This is specific became because it came down in Umar. This is specific became because it came down on Abu Lahab. This is specific that it came down on so and so. Or do we take the generality of the wording? Like for example, Allah said in the Quran, Allah said, Ya, Ya ayyuhan nabi. Ya ayyuhan nabi attaqillah. Allah is talking to who? Allah is talking to the Prophet He says to him, O Prophet of Allah, have taqwa of Allah. Who is this talking to? Who is being addressed here? Nabi Allah Muhammad. Do we say, it's only on the Prophet, nothing to do with us. The ulama, they say no. They said, Al-ibratu bi'umum al-lafdi. We will take the generality of the wording, even that though it came down specifically on someone has a sabab, has a reason why it came down, we'll say this is general, to everyone. The Quran is talking to every and anybody. So the scholars, they say, Al-ibra, the reality is the generality of the wording, not the specific situation it came down on. No. Okay? Now, the question is, is this principle followed in everything? Or there are exceptions? Is it unrestricted like that? We take that? Or is there a bit more detailed information that's required regarding it? The overwhelming majority of the times, this is the, the situation. And there are exceptions. Exceptions when we don't take the generality of the wedding. And we take the sababu nuzul and we leave it there. We don't take the generality of the wedding. There are situations like that. Specific situations, isolated situations. I will expand on that another time. But this is what the qa'ida means. And that's one of the big principles that I used in what? In tafsir. The scholars will say, this ayah, even though it came down on so-and-so, it's not specific to him, it's for who? For everyone. For who? For everyone. So when we just took right now, what did we take? Uh, the ayah, Aisha's story. Does that apply to us today? Of course it does. It's telling us the ruling of anybody who does false allegations against any woman who is chaste and accuses her of that which she's free from, the way that she, that person is going to be dealt with, and their ruling, and how Allah all of that. Are we all together? Those verses, they came down on Aisha's situation, but it applies in every circumstances that are similar to it. Are we all together? One of the verses that are in there is what? When Aisha was falsely accused of this issue, one of the people who spread this news was a man by the name of Mistah. Mistah was a companion but he got caught up in the situation. And remember there were hypocrites that were talking and there were also noble sahabas that got involved. Are we all together? Aisha, when she came to Medina, she got sick. She didn't even know there was something going on. She just came home and she's sick. And the Prophet keeps coming home and he doesn't talk to her. And he says, he asks about her situation third party 
and he says, Kayfatikum, how is her situation? How is she doing? And he would leave. And this to Aisha was like, the Prophet doesn't do this even on a good day when we're, you know, he would never do this at a time I'm sick and I'm in need of him. And Aisha didn't, she realized something was off. She still couldn't put her finger on. Imagine. And she says, the people are whispering about me in Medina and I don't even know. Are we all together? And so then Aisha, one day she said, I went out with the mother of Mistah, Ummu Mistah. We were walking out and then Ummu Mistah said to Aisha, anha, may Allah Ta'ala's wail be upon Mistah. And Aisha said, may well be upon your statement how dare you say something about mistah like that he participated in the battle of Badr. do you know the status of mistah and she said miskeen you don't know what's been said about you she said what is being said about me they said she told her and then aisha became stressed the point i mentioned here is that who used to care for mistah who was financially the one that cared for mistah gave money to him and looked after him abu Bakr. He was under the care of Abu Bakr, Mistah. And so when the ayat came down and it became clear that Aisha did not do this and she was free of this allegation, Abu Bakr said to Mistah, I am going to give you one penny. You're never going to get anything from me, ever, ever. Know that. This is his daughter. That was his honor on the line and it caused a havoc. For Abu Bakr as the father and the mother of... Aisha and Aisha herself and the Prophet was a big moment. So he said, I'm not going to give you anything. And the ayat came down. And until Allah said, Do you not want Allah to forgive you? And Abu Bakr looked at the sky and he said, Allahumma gfilli, oh Allah forgive me. Bala, he said, of course, oh Allah. And then he started to give to Mistah again. He started to provide for him. Do you see my point? The point is that, is this situation similar to ours? Someone did you wrong, he's a family member, because the ayah is talking about the qaraba, as someone who's close to you, they wronged you, you used to financially take care of them, you used to, you used to provide for them. Now this situation happened to you. We will say to you, Do you not want Allah to forgive you? Your response should be the response of who? Abu Bakr, you need to say bala and carry on the good that you were doing. Because who were you doing it for in the first place? I compiled one time ayat that came to tell the Sahabas to do opposite that to that which they were wanting to do. Like the Sahabi does, he says, I'm gonna Wallahi, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And an ayah comes down and it says to don't. And the response of the Sahabas in, in regards to that verse, I compiled some examples like that. Whether it be ayats from the Quran or hadiths or issues like that. Where the Sahabas, as soon as they were informed that what they did or what they are doing is wrong, how they quickly turn back to Allah Azza I compiled examples like that. Another example is the story of Ma'aqal ibn Yasar. Ma'aqal ibn Yasar. His sister... He married her off to a man with a very low dowry. As a family, they helped him with, this, with his sister. He helped because he was her wali. And so he, the man married her and he didn't deal with her in a nice way. Mistah didn't like it. 
the way he dealt with her. And then he divorced her. And when the idda is about to finish, and the time of the idda is coming to an end, no, 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 the idda finished, sorry. The idda finished. But he had one raj'ah. He can take her back if he wants to. But he has to do a new nikah, new marriage, because the period finished. But he's still able to take her back. Meaning, he didn't blow all of his three divorces. Am I making sense? The man heard that men are coming for her hand in marriage. Like, the men, in, they want her. Are you with me, brothers? He heard that. As soon as he heard that, he went, he went in the line. And he jumped the line. He jumped the queue and he came and he said, I want her, please. Mr. Ma'akal, sorry, Ma'akal said, Ma'akal said, never, never, ever. You divorced her. First of all, the way I, I honored you when I gave you my sister. You divorced her in the way that you divorced her. Number three, when you did divorce her, he said, and you treated her in the way that you treated her, you had all of the time Allah gave you idda to take her back and just to say the statement, Raja'atu. You didn't say it. Now that you found that everybody is running after her, you come, all you want to do is just to block her from, and you want to cause her harm? No, ever. And the woman is saying, I want him, Ma'akal. I want my old husband. I know him. I don't want these men. Ma'akal is saying, be quiet. Never. He's saying what? Never to this man. And Allah Ta'ala sent ayats on him. And if these two partners are both in desire of one another, and they want one another, Ma'akal, how dare you stop them? Are we all together? And this is a refutation on the Ahnaf who believe that the woman can marry herself off because Allah would not have said to Ma'akal, why are you preventing your sister? Allah would have said to her, go and get married. Why are you looking for his permission? Huh? The Ahnaf, what do they believe? That the woman has her what? She believes she, she marries herself off, right? The point here that we take from the story is how Ashabu Rasulullah they would stop themselves if a verse came and it went against them. They stood bound the boundaries of Allah uh, Azza wa Jal. Uh, anyways, I conclude there inshallah ta'ala. Uh, I conclude there. Anything I might have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu